0: Teachers, just a reminder, in the bulletin, we have a group coming in March from Ambassador. Uh, We will stay in the auditorium on that night, except for second grade on down. And we'll let Corey try to guide me through what that actually means. Uh, But uh, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you'll be in the auditorium uh, that particular night. Take your Bibles, turn to Ezra uh, chapter 9. Ezra is a neat book. I hope that you've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it, especially as it is in conjunction. Chapter 9 is troubling. Troubling. Just to review, Ezra, about 457, we'll call it 500 years before the birth of Christ. Ezra was one of the first exiles to return from Babylon, after the 70-year captivity, to rebuild the temple, to restore the cities and ruin. He was one of the 3% uh, that returned. Uh, that 3%, excited, fearful, they're launching out by faith. I mean, it's just exciting stuff. And so it's good to hear, if you're a missionary like the minions, and you're launching out in faith, uh, to know that somebody's somebody's got your back, somebody's got your back, somebody's somebody stands with you, and to know that you stood with them uh, financially to help them and encourage them was a huge boost to them. And so, this three percent as they're going out and they learn uh, that the the king assigned letters and provided material uh, for their going back to make uh, provided uh, safety and security uh, in the soldiers and helping them and keeping them safe. Wrote letters. Uh, just, it's just really, really encouraging to get that kind of news. <coughs> uh, so pack the moving truck <laughs> on, our, on their way to Jerusalem. Uh, but they get there it's different it's different. Things are never the same uh, when you go back, especially in in this they're going back to a place that was destroyed uh, they' they're, they're carrying back as they go back, they have memories. And they get there and they see those memories have been obliterated. And it's almost as if you get there and you look at it and you go, <gasps> and the air goes out of the room. As it, you know, you've tried to prepare yourself for the degree of devastation that you're going to see, but it's just really, really hard to do that. I liken it to losing a loved one. Uh, we're there, we watch them suffer maybe with cancer or debilitating disease, or they're getting up in years, every day they're getting weaker. Uh, and And then uh, they pass away, and it doesn't matter if we're standing by the bedside. and we know that in the next several hours they're going to take their last breath. it's still it's still hard to prepare for that loss and how you're going to react to that. So imagine here the Jewish community they're going back, that's three uh, percent and, and as they're going back, they have new family. They're going to have new friends and leave in their neighborhood. Maybe they didn't live by the 3%. Maybe they lived by a whole street or a whole group or a whole community of people that said, hey, we're not going back. We got jobs here in Babylon. We've got safety here in Babylon. We've got security here in Babylon. We're staying in Babylon. Go to Jerusalem, that messed up place, that destroyed place. We're just, we're just happy here. And so they've got new family, new friends they also have a new world view. They've been in Babylon. They've been under the influence of Babylonians for 70 years. And you've got to be careful. Look at verse 1. Now, when these things were done, the princes came to me saying, the people of Israel, and if you think that preachers are immune from this, you, you have missed Ezra chapter 9. "...the princes came to me saying, the people of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the people of the lands, doing according to their abominations." It's wrong for preachers to do according to the abominations of the land. It's wrong for Christians to do according to the abominations of the land. A regular question I ask parents when they come and say, I'm having a problem with my child, is what have you allowed into your home? I mean, we've got locks on the doors to keep the bad guys out. But what have you allowed into your home? And music and movies and gaming that is of the world's influence. They were corrupted by the world's philosophy. They had not separated themselves. There is still a call today to be separate. In the first century, the Apostle Paul said to the Christians, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. But they hadn't done it. And the preachers hadn't done it. And the Levites hadn't done it. It's a problem. Uh, what what lands were they influenced by? Well, they were influenced by the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the, Ant- the Jebusites and the Ammonites and the Moabites and the Egyptians and the Amorites. Uh, just a just whole list. Everybody around them. So today, what would we say? Been influenced by the Canadians and the Mexicans and the Chinese and the, and the Filipinos and the, and the Chinese and the... Oh. Every culture has its abomination. Again, what, what have you allowed into your home? When, when our children were growing up, if they, if they all of a sudden, they started acting out in a way that they hadn't acted out 24, 24 hours before, uh, the first question I asked Mrs. Bishop, what have we brought into our home in the last 24 hours that has influenced them negatively? And I can't think of a single time where we weren't able to put our finger right on the culprit. And sometimes it was an innocuous video game. If I would have showed, if I would, if I, if I brought it in here tonight, and I'd show you, and you'd say, well, what, what in the world is the matter with that? Uh, cause, cause one child to be aggressive against another. And instead of, uh, bouncing a little, uh, cart off, a uh, go-kart off of a hill so see you could be king of the castle, now, they were knocking each other off of the hill to see who could be the king of the castle. Uh, they, uh, cause aggression. Uh, and, and again, we, we put our fans, man, that's, that's gone. That's out of here. So I can't do that. My kids will cry. That's why God gave your children parents. To make the tough decisions. And so they are, according to all of them. Uh, for they have taken. What have they done? They've taken up their daughters for themselves. And for their sons. It's still good. We're, to be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I mean, here it is in Ezra chapter, Ezra chapter 9. But it's also uh, coming from the Apostle Paul to the first century Christians. Wherefore come out from among, you, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers as the manner of some is. Don't, don't do that. And so that, so that the Holy Seed have mingled themselves with the people of those lands. Yea, the hand of princesses and the rulers have been chief in this trespass. Sinful. So what did he do? This is a great chapter for what we talked about at a teacher's meeting. Uh, you can get down and you can, you can have, be, have a fatalistic view. Well, you know, uh, uh but that's, that's just the way people are nowadays. And you know, we just, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. You didn't read that in, in Paul's epistles. You didn't read that in the book of Acts with Luke the doctor. Uh, you're not reading that in the Bible. Where'd you get that from? Well, I I, I would suggest you got that from the Canaanites, probably. Maybe the Hittites. Maybe from the next-door neighbor kid. Uh, Somebody that you've allowed to influence you in your home. But he's going to take action. He can't control them. He can't make their decisions. But he can make a big deal about it. And he's going to squawk just a little bit, verse three. And when I heard this, I rent my, I rent my garment and my mantle and plucked off the hair of my head. Imagine, imagine Sunday morning. You come in here and the preacher starts pulling his hair out. And you'd be dialing 911. You'd be saying, he's lost, he's lost his mind. No, I lost my hair. (laughs) He's crazy. He's got some kind of, Got some kind of crazy condition. Bring bring the people in the white coats, lock them away, and you'd be walking out shaking your head. What in the world is going on? Well, here he is. That's what he's doing. Bringing attention to a sin problem of my head and my beard. That wouldn't be hard. And uh, sat down astonished. Then were assembled unto me, everyone. There's always a group, you're not alone. There's always a group of people that want to do the right thing. They're assembled. Unto me, everyone that trembled at the words of the God of Israel because of the transgression. So now we've called it a trespass and we call it a transgression of those that had been carried away. And I sat astonished until the evening sacrifice. And at the evening sacrifice, I arose up from my heaviness, having rent my garment, And my mantle, I fell upon my knees, I spread out my hands unto the Lord my God, and said, O my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee, my God, for our iniquities are increased. It's easy to say, you, you, sir, have a sin problem. It's more difficult to say, man, we have sinned. We've got a sin problem. It's, it's all of our failures. For our iniquities are increased over our head, and our trespass is growing up into the heavens. Since the days of our fathers, have we been in great trespass? Nothing new unto this day. For our iniquities. So now we call it trespass. We call it a transgression. Now we call it an iniquity. This is serious stuff. Have we, our kings, our priests, been delivered into the hands? Of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to the captivity, to a spoil, and to confusion, and to face as it is this day. Uh, what, is, what is Ezra saying? When we sin, God judges sin. God is not going to allow us to continue on that path. He's going to bring people, things, circumstances into our life that maybe even take your breath away. And Ezra is saying... As a result of our iniquities, our sins, our trespass, our transgressions, God has put us in captivity. And so I stand before you this evening and say, is that what you want? You want to be in captivity? You want to be in bondage to the debt collectors? You want to give new meaning to the word master car? Master card. And every day, every, every month when that bill comes in, you want to you sweat and whine and moan and wring your hands. I don't know, I'm going to pay my bills. 911. Hi, pastor. How are you? Did deacon find that every money for my Master card? And I'll tell you what, the deacon struggle when a request comes in and is this the result of God's judgment? And are we getting in the way of what God is trying to do in this person's life by giving them money to continue in a pattern of foolishness? I tell you what, it's, it's difficult. And you should pray, pray for those men in leadership. It is a, it is a daunting task. Verse eight, and now for a little space, grace has been showed from our Lord. Aren't you thankful for God's grace to leave us a remnant, to escape, to give us a nail in His holy place? That's an interesting phrase. We'll not look at it tonight. If you want to do a Bible study sometime? Follow that nail. It starts in the book of Genesis, goes all the way through the book of Genesis, book of Revelation, giving us a nail. In his holy place, that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. For we were bondmen, yet our God hath not forsaken us in our bondage, but has extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia, to give us a reviving, to set up the house of our God, to repair the desolations thereof, to give us a wall in Judah and Jerusalem. And now, O our God, what shall we say after this? We have forsaken thy commandments which thou hast commanded by the servants, the prophets, saying, The land unto which ye go to possess it is an unclean land, with the filthiness of the people of the land, with their abominations, which have filled it from one end to another with their uncleanness. Now, therefore, give not your daughters unto their sons, neither take their daughters unto your sons, nor seek their peace or their wealth forever, that ye may be strong." And eat the good of the land and leave it for an inheritance to your children forever. And after all that has come upon us for our evil deeds and for our great trespass, seeing that our God hath punished us less than our iniquities deserve. Pastor, did you ever get uh, discipline growing up? Oh, you bet. It really bothers me. When I go, when I go to see my dad and my dad says... These young people today, I never had a problem with my kids. I my Here's the problem. I happen to know his kids. And, and I know at least one of them was messed up. That would, that would be me. And, and so he says he never had a problem. We were all perfect kids. We never did anything wrong. And my mom would say, I don't remember it that way. It's easy to forget. So, did you get, you get discipline grown? Oh, you bet you bet your boots I did. But I'm not sure the statute of limitations has, required, has expired on everything, so I don't tell Dad any more than he knows or remembers, uh, because he, he tells me, hey, you're not too old for me to turn over my knee. <laughs> Thank you. i <laughs> looking at that, really? you got gray hair and your dad's threatening to discipline? Yeah, so I, I don't tell him anything. Here's what I know. I, I didn't get as many as I deserved. I got caught at some things. But I didn't get caught at everything. And I am not confessing tonight. uh, Not doing that at all. Uh, But uh, Ezra is saying that. Listen, I, I know we got punished. I know we got sent into captivity. I know we got into trouble. But God's mercy is not as bad as we deserve. What do we deserve? To die and spend eternity in hell? That's what we deserve. I'm thankful for God's mercy. And has given us deliverance as this. Should we, taking that God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy... That God hath punished us less than our iniquities deserve. Verse 14, should we again break thy commandments and join in affinity with the people of these abominations? Should should we let those things into our house? Should we do those things? Should we give them a pass? Should we just take the the fatalistic attitude of the world and say, you know, kids will be kids. I I don't think Ezra would, would take that approach. Wouldst not thou be angry with us till thou hadst consumed us? Yeah, I would think so. So that there should be no remnant nor escaping. O Lord God of Israel, thou art righteous, for we remain yet escaped as it is this day. Behold, we are before thee in our trespasses, for we cannot stand before thee because of this. And if you've ever received... Uh, A computer error message that says connection or connection fail. Mrs. Bishop, I came home uh, Monday night. Monday night, walked in the door, I don't know, just a few minutes before 11 o'clock. Had a a long day and had appointments in the evening. And I walk in the door and she just finished her lesson. She said, the thing won't print. The thing won't print. Okay. So I spent... I don't know. At about twelve fifteen, I got it to print. Did you fix the problem? No, I don't know. There's some connection error going on. I don't know what. I don't know if it's a printer. I don't know if it's a computer. I just don't know what it is. But I know she got it printed, and <clears throat> Whew. frustrating. Uh, not having a connection can be frustrating. But the most important connection that you have is not your computer with your printer. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. You need. To be in a place where you can get your prayers answered. Verse 1: if you, it frightens me when somebody says, oh, I would never do that. You have no idea what you're capable of, what your flesh is capable of. If you give it a pass, and you look at the big crime that goes on around. It's a frightening thing to say, man, Ah, oh, ah, oh, ah! Oh, it would never do that. Why? Because your Bible says, take heed while ye stand, lest ye fall. Good dose of humility and saying, man, but for the grace of God, that could be me. That could be me. In verse one, we got the preachers that are going after the abominations. Verse two and verse three, we've got the 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 people that are going after the abominations. It's it's the three percent, it's the three percent of dedicated Jewish people that are willing to follow God that are falling prey to this. It's a danger in the day and age in which we live. But Ezra's response is not quit. It's not leave. It's not stop serving. He's not. He is overwhelmed by grief and despair. And he's going to make a public example of his contrition and his prayer before God. And we certainly need that. He makes a public spectacle, pulling his hair out. Draws attention to the problem. That's what we're doing. We need to stop that. God punished us because of that. For 70 years we've wandered because of that. We shouldn't be doing that anymore. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. 1919, well, You know this name, Charles Ponzi. He was an uh, Italian immigrant living in Boston. Uh, he, he did what we know as a Ponzi scheme. He got uh, some... he was selling some stuff and then he got... Uh, he was spending all kinds of money and living lavishly with what people do. And he was taking the people that were coming in on the lower end to pay off the people that were on the other end. And, uh, after a while, before life is going to collapse. And today, uh, we do but lots of people do it. There's a lot of corruption in the world today. Uh, we talk about Enron and WorldCom and Bernie Madoff and Lehman Brothers for 150 years. Uh, they were on top of the world financially. And then the subprime mortgage thing. Uh, kicked in and they, man, they toast almost overnight. We, we like the headlines where the bigwigs get into trouble for their misdeeds and their misuse. But here's what we don't understand God is not a respecter of persons. God will forgive. He is merciful. We've got to wherefore come out from among them and be ye separated. They have failed to separate themselves. Leadership had been corrupted. And so what do they need to do? And what do we need to do? We need to address the corruption. I am not uh, the leader in your home. You are. You have to address. The corruption in your home. I have to address the corruption in mine. You've got to address the corruption in yours. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to observe the Lord's Supper. We're going to have a time of quiet reflection where you search your heart. I guarantee you that I am not on my knees down here saying, Well, you know, Lord, that may breed and she's got some real sin problems. I'm saying, Lord, what, what do I got going on? Because I don't want to be weak and sickly among you, and uh, I don't want—I'm not ready to go to the grave just yet. But because some have just said, "Lord, I'm taking—I'm going to take the elements tonight," and you just do what you got to do. Lord, I said, okay, I will. And That's what a crazy thing to say. Instead of addressing the corruption, pre- preachers, there's sin in my life now. I'm afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Uh, you run to the cross, seek God's mercy, seek God's grace, seek God's forgiveness. <clears throat> In computer lingo, I, I don't know, Tech with Brother Monday afterwards, he might correct my computer lingo. Computer lingo as I understand it. The corrupted files must be removed, uh, deleted. The virus needs to be destroyed. Uh, you might have to install new drivers. A new direction. Have a new emphasis. Get rid, of, get rid of the thing that is causing you, your child, your home, to be in transgression, trespass, iniquity, and fix it. And, and, and Ezra is here to say, God is merciful. Again, God has, verse 13, God hath punished us less than our iniquities deserve. And God is still merciful. Tonight, in 2024... Awareness of sin is the first step. Addressing that sin should be the natural next step. Corruption can take place at any point of contact. They're listed in verse 1. Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Jebusites, Ammonites, Moabites, Egyptians, Ammonites. Who's going to corrupt me? Anybody could. would be constantly on your guard. A work, school, friends, media... It is not, listen, it is not okay to succumb, to capitulate to a debased morality. And we are living in a day of debased morality. It is not okay to just say, yeah, we're in Rome. Because following God comes at a cost. It might cost you a job, it might cost you a friend, it might cost you a contact. Might cost you an enjoyment, but the blessings are a whole lot better than anything you will give up. Not only that, it takes admission of wrong. And again, to the world that will seem foolish. What do you mean you don't? And just fill in the blank. You don't drink. You don't do drugs. What do you mean you don't? That's smoking a little marijuana. That's not going to hurt you. The marijuana kills brain cells, and, and I'm not that smart. I can't afford to have any more killed off. If Gwaine was here, he would have said amen. i just, just saying. <clears throat> and we didn't need to do it. Because what I know about Christianity in the New Testament comes from Romans chapter 10. And it sounds a lot that Romans chapter 10 should have bearing on Ezra chapter 9. What is that? For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon Him. God's not going to treat the Jew person, Jewish person one way and then give us a pass because we're Gentiles. He expects us to do the right thing. And when you sin, it affects others. The ten biggest data breaches of 2023, they affected 104 million people that we know about. Why, Why do I say that? Because only 11 out of the 148 companies that were affected by data breaches, actually confessed as to how many people got compromised. It's only 104 million people that we know about. Because 137 companies didn't tell us how many people had been compromised. Did that give you pause? It gives me pause. And what kind of sphere? Software, healthcare, file transfer, technology. Uh, even the black hat, the good guys, were fell victim for making st- stupid mistakes in their transactions. Their victims: the Oregon Department of Transportation, Medica Corporation, the Louisiana DMV. People connect. Instant checkmate and truth finder. Isn't that terrible when truth finder gets compromised? Uh, Isn't that terrible when people with the truth get compromised? And so Ezra says, uh, uh, verse 15, we can't stand before you because of this. You come to the preacher and the preacher says, so so what's in your life? And you can say, preacher, there's nothing. I am absolutely perfect. There's nothing in my home that's wrong. Uh, Wow. Wow. There's there's lots of room for all of us, starting right here in verse 1, the guy behind this desk, to do an inventory of what we've allowed in that is corrupt. There's lots of room. And when you do that, you can stand before the Lord. There is new hope for the future. Certainly there is new new life in Christ at salvation. But there is also, tonight, in 2024, this Wednesday night crowd, there is new hope there is a future in confession and repentance. It is not easy, but it is serious business. Why? Because the world will push back. Christians will push back. The book of Acts, the people responded. Some believed. Some said, I'll hear you tomorrow. And others threw rocks and took the preacher, Paul, and threw him out of the city, presuming that he was dead. What was that? It was all conviction. Just people responded in different ways. Now, we've got a Wednesday night crowd tonight. I'm hoping that you'll respond with contrition to say, wow, we need, we need to make things right. We need to do an inventory. And that's what... Uh, Ezra is trying to convince us to do in chapter 9. there is no but when it comes to admission of guilt. Yeah, I cheated you out of a thousand bucks, but... That's, That's not confession. That's minimizing your sin before God and before others. It's offensive. It's offensive you've wronged your wife tonight you go home to her and say honey you know I have wronged you she's there thinking well it's about time you buffoon you that you admitted that but man you just lost all your goodwill with that one three letter word but but you burn the toast but you man you, how, how do you sleep at night if you do that and I'd be afraid to close my eyes why? Because Mrs. Bishop knows where I store the two by fours. She hit me over the head. Now, listen, she's not going to do it while I'm awake. Because I'm bigger than she is. I'm stronger than she is. She's going to wait till I'm asleep? You know, I take that two by fours. she's going to whack me over the head? Or you can be like Congress. Congress makes congressman makes one hundred seventy four thousand dollars a year, which is more than eighty percent of households. Congress got problems? Yes. Fifty-five percent of people in America today say Congress needs a pay cut. They are not worth the money that we pay them. But what is Congress talking about doing? Giving themselves a $100,000 a year pay raise. Because they think that they are worth every penny and more. And we look at that and we go, ah! I'll tell you what. Number one, you can't control that, so don't fret over it. But number two, isn't that even worse when we go before God and say, No, I don't have a sin problem. I don't deserve the punishments that have been thrown my way. Matter of fact, I want an extra hundred grand in my checkbook this year. God must look at us and say, really? Do you live in the same home that I look at? aware of sin, admitting of sin, acting upon it. Why? Because, Ezra 9 tells us, compromise robs you of a secure connection. And we need to be connected. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Ezra chapter 9. Very, very convicting, right from the first verse. At least to me. And I think to others in this room, I pray that you'd help us to do the right thing in the right way. And when you shine the searchlight of Scripture in one of the dark places between the cover mattress underneath the bed and the far corner of the Internet. May we be careful to say, Lord, I'm getting rid of that now. And enjoy your blessings and the connection that we have with you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you have a prayer request card, send that to the aisle. Just to